Welcome to the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast, where we cover topics related to the current social media scene regarding food with some of the most popular accounts around the city and talk about their success in Sin City and beyond. I'm your host, Philip Zhang, aka Las Vegas Phil, F-I-L-L. Check me out on IG or TikTok and feel free to email me anything at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. Really excited to have Talia on the show, more famously known as Tal's. She is, to me, an inspiring social media success story with her meteoric rise to Vegas TikTok fame and beyond. Starting on the TikTok app, maybe just a week before lockdown, her first post ever was March 2020, right? Yes. And uh, Talia's fun, witty banter, talent in editing, and her ability to highlight a place in one minute or less in such a cool, original, effective way has captured millions of viewers and changed the success of local businesses that she visits. Uh, Talia even makes me want to visit a hair salon and I have no hair. <laughs> so uh, it was only in September when I rolled up, uh, when she rolled up in my uh, For You page and I've been a fan ever since. Uh, and after binging her posts for about a half hour, I DM'd her as soon as I could because I was so impressed and knew right away that she represented the future of social media and marketing in Sin City. Talia has amassed over 153K, 153K followers on TikTok and a whopping total of 4.3 million likes, all of which will be more uh, by the time the show comes out. And uh, from all her posts, and she gets recognized everywhere, uh, and to some of my friend's daughters, my only claim to fame is appearing in one of her posts for three seconds. So welcome, Talia, to the show. I'm so glad to have you. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, for sure. So prior to your social media fame, uh, you recently graduated from UNLV, right? Yes. And uh, where you were in hospitality and hotel management? Yes, I was. Okay. What was the plan before all this happened for you? Um, so ever since I was a kid, I've always been infatuated with food. Like I was always that food nerd. When it was someone's birthday, I would bake them cupcakes. I would find out what their favorite dessert was and I would make it for them. And like, I always wanted to make sure it was tailored to them. It wasn't super general. And so I remember I watched Ratatouille when it first came out and I was like, food. Yes, I want to do that. And I told my parents, I want to be a pastry chef all the way up until I was a senior in high school. Um, I ended up doing two years of culinary school. I got my certificate in baking and then I transferred to um, UNLV where I completed my bachelor's in hospitality management. And my whole goal was to just be an executive in food and beverage for a hospitality company. And it obviously did not go that way, but I'm not complaining in the slightest. I absolutely love what I do because even though I love food, I also loved YouTube. Like I didn't watch TV. I watched YouTube. I got to know all these different creators and I fell in love with their personalities and how they could be themselves and they made a living from it. And I honestly never thought of combining the two. I always thought I'm just going to be in the hospitality industry, but I kind of am now I'm in a way in hospitality marketing. And it's so crazy now that I can help these businesses and stuff. When, when I graduated college, I was going to move to Hawaii. I was like, I've always wanted to live in Hawaii. I was like, I don't care if I live in a shack. I don't care if I'm homeless. If I live in Hawaii, that'll be like a huge thing that's crossed off of my bucket list. And to this day, I still do want to live in Hawaii. But when I started getting attention, I guess, I thought it would be dumb of me to not see this through. And when did you realize that it was more than just you posting? So I started posting when I was still back home in California during lockdown. And I was getting traction. I think I had about 14,000 followers when I came back to Vegas. 
to see my last semester out at UNLV. And I remember I was posting a few restaurants, like they got like, you know, a few hundred likes, maybe a few thousand, which is crazy for me during that time of my content creation. And then one day, my TikTok app started exploding. Like when I mean exploding, I was getting a hundred notifications a second. Like people were commenting, people were liking, I wasn't understanding what was going on. It was crazy. Like all of my Las Vegas posts were just doing hundreds of thousands of views. And I was gaining thousands and hundreds of followers like within minutes. And I did not understand what was going on. And the, and that really solidified for me, like, okay, I think I could do this. Yeah, and I think the the first post that garnered attention was the SF Market post, right? It was this one. There was, okay, I had a few out because they all took off at the same time. Right. It was Sweets Raku, um, yep. Black Tap, also fries and pies, skinny fats. It was just, oh, tiger sugar. All of those did crazy. And then that is what caught the attention of other businesses. That's amazing. And I truly believe you're the biggest reason why everyone does voiceovers now. To me, when I started consuming your content, I was like, it blew my mind. Nobody else was doing that. Um, How did you decide to make a conscious effort to do voiceovers? Was this always what you felt most comfortable with? So like everyone, they don't like their voice. I never, even to this day, I still listen to myself. I'm like, oh, please turn that off. Like if my friends, if, it, if my video comes up on their For You page, I literally tell them like, skip it or turn it down. <laughs> like I can't, I can't hear it. Um, but when I was still like playing with my content back home and I was doing cooking videos at home and by cooking videos, I mean, it's like food, re- food reviews of like Trader Joe's stuff. Right. I was like, I can't get my point across through just videos. Like people don't understand what I'm talking about. Like they just see a frozen meal. So I started talking, even though I didn't like it, I knew that it could get my point across. And then as I got more comfortable and being more of myself, I started putting in my slang and everything like that. And like what you hear on the voiceover is who I actually am. So when people make a comment being like, you're so annoying, I'm like, do not hang out with me because <laughs> what you see is what you get. Like that's me through and through. And right. so like, I, I always knew that like, once I saw that voiceovers were doing better than my videos without me talking, I realized I had to keep going with it. Yeah. The first time we met was actually at a mono a few months back. And I was super curious, obviously to meet you, but also just to watch you work. Cause it was very different than, you know, when I go out, we're all just surrounded by the person cooking or whatever. Um, and I didn't want to inundate you with questions, even though I wanted to. Uh, do you mind talking about some of your process? Like when you step into a place, do you have a vision already or do you capture everything and figure it out during editing? It's like a mix of both, honestly. So my process, I I feel like the new kid on the block because all these other people, they've been doing it for a bit longer than me. I haven't even been doing this like food blogger thing like right. in Vegas for like a year at, at all. It's in August, it'll be a year. And so I remember when I went to my very first foodie event, I was completely overwhelmed. I had no clue what I was doing because I was just so used to filming by myself and doing the shots that I needed to. Now I have to cater to these other individuals that also want to get their shots. And so I remember I was taking videos and I was like, okay, how do I get my shots without messing other people up? And now I'm I'm like learning how and it honestly, my method does not 
clash with anyone else. Thank goodness. Right. Um, yeah. I wait till everyone gets their pictures because I don't run an Instagram. I only do my TikTok. And so I let everyone take their pictures. And then when everyone's done, I can eat the food because I always cheers the camera and I take a bite, my first bite on camera. And so I realized like not everyone else does that. They just like to focus on the food, which is completely fine. But my method is how do I like, how do I make this interesting? Because I find all food interesting. But for someone who isn't a foodie, how do I cater it to them? So then I take a taste and I'm like, oh my gosh, this tastes like a hug on a stick. Then I write that down in my notes. My tastes like hug on a stick. And then when we're just talking around, having playful banter, you guys make a joke. You're like, oh my goodness, I could sleep on this. I'm like, this bun is so soft, you could sleep on it, you know? So I try to use those descriptive words that people, that non-foodies can understand how good that food is. That's so cool. What was your first <laughs> event that you went to? Um, it was at BBQ Chicken. It was my first big group event. I met so many people that day. I was super overwhelmed because I arrived by myself and I met so many foodies right off the bat. And they were like, go here, go there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't have a light. I didn't know what I was doing. Those floors were super slippery. Like I remember I was just like, oh my gosh, like I don't know what I'm doing. That's funny. And yeah, you come such a long way in such a short time. I mean, how does it is it still mind blowing to you? Are you, are you still in it now? So it's just kind of day to day, like, Hey, you know, 20 people recognizing me today, whatever. Or I mean, how do you feel about it? Every day is crazy. Like I never for a second have taken this for granted because like I said, I've always like idolized YouTubers and the fact that I'm even somewhat close to that or I've even gotten the attention of some of my favorite foodies that I've been following for like six plus years is just mind-blowing like when people recognize me whether I'm with friends or alone I blush so much because I don't know what to do I'm just like no way like I just I sit in my room and I talk into my phone like and you saw it like crazy like you're one of the how many people that saw this and like I'm just acting like a dork like I'm I get embarrassed <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of mind-blowing because yeah you're in your own bubble and then you you come out in the world and you're just like I can't believe yeah see, people watch this yeah, I'm like, you heard me say that I could sleep on those hamburger buns. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Such a great line. So many great lines and so many different places. So, so since then and, and now, I mean, you're in such demand by so many businesses. I'm sure your DMs and emails are just inundated with businesses. How do you pick and choose? Do you say yes to everything? Do you say no to more things than yes? I mean, how do you, how do you choose where to go? I say my like, approval rate is like 99%. There's only times that I don't is if I don't think the business can handle a big influx of business. Because the thing is, I'm not saying like every single time there will be a line out the door, but I'm saying if I do post, you will get an increase in business. So if you are, say, a beginner charcuterie business and I see that your boards aren't as this, at the same standard as those I've featured before, I typically wouldn't work with you because I feel like you need to get more experience before you get all these orders or like if it's a food I don't particularly enjoy like I don't know I'm I've never really said no to a restaurant but there have been like products that people have tried to get me to feature but I'm just not crazy about it so I typically wouldn't work with them because I don't want to promote a product that I don't actually like yeah I'm totally with you there I mean sincerity uh transparency to the audience is is just as important as as anything You've also started, you've also recently started doing social media management as well. Um, 
How has that experience been for you? That, okay. I didn't know that a lot of food bloggers run different social medias. That actually blew my mind. So when you first messaged me, I was sitting in my dorm at UNLV with my friends. We were all still like just trying to understand how my videos are going crazy. And all of a sudden I get a message from you. And at the time you only had like a hundred thousand followers. Now you have way more. And I was like, my jaw, like if it could drop to the floor, it would have. And you said, hi, my name is Phil. I run this, this, this. If you would like to go, please let me know 24 hours in advance. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like I started freaking out. I'm like, I love these places. Oh my gosh, he runs these? I've been, these have been on my Yelp wish list for the longest time. Like, I'm like, and I could go there. Like, I remember I was like trying not to scream too loud because the walls in the UNLV dorms are paper thin. So people could hear me screaming about bulldogies. Like, like 10 doors down right so i was just like it totally clicked i'm like wow people can run instagrams and they can do it for a living and so i wasn't like oh i'm gonna do it i was still very much in the mindset of i'm going to graduate and i'm going to be in the hospitality industry like working my way up as a front desk to i get till i get to be an executive and then people were asking me do you run social media accounts and I was like still in college. I didn't have a job anymore because of COVID. And like all I was doing was eating at restaurants. So like I feel like I had the experience, but like everything I have now, like I had to learn for myself through like self-research and everything. And it's awesome because these people have asked me. They're not like I wasn't like actively seeking them to run their socials. So I feel so blessed because some people like you know, they do want to go be like a social media, like manager for a living. And so they approach them. So the fact that I have people see value in my work and that they want me, they entrust me in their brand is like so amazing. Yeah, seriously. And, and from the work that I've seen, especially with, I mean, can we talk about some of your clients or? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Cafe Lola, <laughs> unbelievable content on TikTok. Where else? Me Diet. Uh, what other ones are you, are you running now? I do Jesse Ray's as well now. Yes. Love Jesse Ray's. This is soon to be, but X-Pod as well. Oh, yes. Good. I have a shoot on the 11th, um, but yes, I will be running their TikTok soon. I was just browsing through their page thinking they needed somebody else to do it. So, <laughs> What's up? Holy shit. That's fantastic. Awesome. Oh, and I will be doing, well, I my contract starts tomorrow, but Pink Box and Bagel Mania. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah, I saw your story on that. So that's exciting. I mean, the content's going to be amazing. I'm excited. So, There's so much cool. good stuff there to shoot. So Kevin Lola was your first client? Um, me Diet was actually my first ever client. They asked me to run their Instagram. And then Cafe Lola, St. Honoré, and Pizza Anonymous slowly, um, like, I mean, actually quickly came right after. I mean, that's awesome that the experience is going well. And I can't wait to see what else you're doing there. Recently, there's been a lot of accounts in Vegas to cross the 100K follower threshold on TikTok, and they're still trying to figure out how to monetize beyond just doing the creator fund. What is your advice to someone that has blown up recently that is now trying to figure out what to do? That's really awesome because I feel like these opportunities have come in my lab. I remember I didn't have a business email and I finally put it in my bio. And that's how a lot of agencies have been reaching out to me. That's how I was able to get Dutch Bros and Panera Bread. And I have other things coming up as well. And so honestly, 
you just need to be yourself because if the company likes who you are and they want you to represent their product, then the opportunities will come. Like, I mean, there's, um, I've signed up for a couple like programs, you know, where right. I say my name and my followers and my con, like, you know, all that stuff. But I actually haven't seen anything from that. No one has ever reached out to me through there. So the fact that people are coming to me, like, I, I would just say, keep doing you, keep pushing out content. I, in this moment, I post either every day or every other day because I have so much content that I need to put out. Like I'm think I'm still like two weeks out and I've been posting every day. <laughs> That's amazing. Also with TikTok is once a day, the right way to go. I see some people posting like five times a day or more. Do you have any opinion on that? I think the more, the better. I, if, my okay the only reason i don't post more than once is because i have this irrational fear of running out of content <laughs> to, <Me too. laughs> so, and also um the voiceovers my voiceovers take a bit so if posting more than one time that means more voiceovers i would rather drop a book on my foot than like have to do more than one voiceover a day okay i get it i get it and then what is that like when you're when you're doing the voiceover part of it, do you do you have bullet points? Do you just let it fly? I mean, do you go through multiple takes? Multiple takes is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it is basically, it's a mixture of on the fly and notes. So whenever you see me and you invite me to events, I always am writing down notes of like what things taste like because I want the first thing that pops into my head. I say the weirdest things and I think that's what helps me because people oh. don't expect me to say stuff like that. And so that's why as soon as I take a bite, I will pull out my phone and I'll write notes. And I don't mean to be rude. I'm not like texting or anything, but it's more like I need my authentic reaction in that moment so that I can relay it later. And so when I do my voiceover, I open up my notes and I remember like it refreshes my memory. And so then I'm talking and then sometimes things will just come out of my mouth and I'm like, wait, that was kind of funny. So then I pause it, I go back and then I record the whole thing over again. I don't do like, I don't stop and go. I just go throughout the entire time. Okay. So that it has to be completely one take from beginning to end, never edited. Exactly. Really cool. Sometimes I, I mean, run out of breath and I'm like, oh man, I would, I'm so glad my mom doesn't live with me because sometimes I be cussing. Like after <laughs> I mess up like 10 times, so I'm like, right. ah! and I'm like, Hey guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I know you've been plotting your YouTube. You, you brought it up. I mean, you grew up watching YouTube over TV. Um, I see you already have 400 subscriptions with no, no content up yet. Is that the, is that the plan for you? What's, what is the future hold for, for Talia? Absolutely. I want to live out my dream of being a YouTuber through and through. It's just more along the lines of do I don't have the time to edit these videos. Like I have all these ideas of what I want to do. I have so many videos like backlogged. It's just executing it the way I want to. And so luckily I did. I have found someone that's going to start editing YouTube videos for me. So videos that's will be awesome. out soon. <laughs> I want to upload longer versions. I want to show more of myself and how I'm super weird and like just oh I'm so like no I'm not like I don't know by that means super weird it's just like I'm not this whole guys I'm like such goals like look at me I'm like I'm awkward I'm short like I run around eating food for a living I want you guys to know what it's like to do this as like a 22 year old that lives in Vegas and eats food for a living I don't think you're awkward at all I think it's just <laughs> it's just you are uniquely you and that's what people love and I think that's why your YouTube is going to be amazing as well I can't wait to see it Yay, thanks. 
This is the part of the show called the Blow Up Breakdown, where we highlight uh, one of the guests, uh, either most favorite or one of the biggest posts. Uh, this is actually, actually, no, this isn't your biggest post, is it? I honestly don't even know what my biggest post is anymore. <laughs> okay, whatever. So, it's one of them. <laughs> but it is, it is an infamous post. It's, yes. you know, everyone's seen this one. Um, so we're going to go take a look at it. This is from Mas Por Favor, and we're going to check it out. This may seem like a regular Mexican fusion restaurant, but by reservation, you get to go into their tunnel and it takes you to their speakeasy, which has some of the most out-of-pocket shots I've ever seen. That's a mixed tequila shot inside of a baggie, and I also got a shot inside of a jalapeno. After a few of those, you're definitely going to want some food, which is also super fire as well. You guys do not need to sleep on this place. It's in Chinatown. Also, got to keep the drinks coming, so I got their Valentine's Day themed drink inside of a chocolate rose, and it was super sweet. I liked it, but I want more just for the chocolate. All right. So amazing post. Uh, talk to me about going in there, how, did, how you shot it, any little behind the scenes that you can share about this amazing post. Yeah. So I was actually contacted by someone. It wasn't the Instagram page itself, but it was someone, I guess, worked with it. I'm not 100% sure, but they looked like an influencer as well. They said, we'd love to have you in. I said, okay, like I just had that bookmarked in my mind. I didn't respond yet, but I remember I saw my friend JT takes a bite and I was saying, oh yeah, Moss Perfever wants me to come in. I've always wanted to go into this place because I saw one Instagram story about them, but I just didn't have the time, nor did I really have the money to be spending on like five drinks at a time. And so um, when I told JT, I was like, yeah, Moss Perfever asked me to come in. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to go. He said, oh, they asked me too. Do you want to go together? Sure. So we made the plan to be each other's plus one. And then we pulled up together and we got seated at the bar and I got to order the drinks that I wanted. And it was like so fun. Um, I wasn't able to get much like kitchen footage. It was really hectic. So that's why I don't have any in there. But I really wanted to highlight their drinks. Like if you look like they literally have the craziest stuff like that tequila yeah. shot, the, the jalapeno. Like I just I love it all. Yeah, the presentations are amazing. So you were mentioning before, this is actually the f the second time you had to re repost this. First one went off right before TikTok took it down, mm -hmm. and I think I think we all know why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. so I remember I saw Lindsay Las Vegas foodie post this before, and it got like crazy amount of views. Like it has like over 600,000 likes or something like that. And so the fact that they asked me to come in, I was like, oh yes, please. Like I would love to go in. I've been wanting to go here for a long time. And so I had to order that tequila shot with the two lines of powdered sugar. And so I don't know who or what happened, but I remember within like an hour, it had 13,000 likes and then it disappeared. I was like, no, like it was on the tr on track to be huge and TikTok said no. And I was like, oh my gosh, because everyone was making all these claims saying like, oh, those lines are something else. I'm like, why would a restaurant open <laughs> and serve narcotics is my thing. So then I waited a couple weeks because I did not want it to get taken down and have my account like suspended or anything like that. And so I, I don't know, I waited like three weeks or something like that. And then I censored the post. And then I also had to turn on comment filters and be, and I had to like censor certain things, but you couldn't say like, I was, I'm still to this day. So like protective of that post because this place is really cool. I just like, don't want it to get taken down again. So you added that little caption there about the powdered sugar. Was that there <laughs> yeah. before in the first one? No. So before okay. it wasn't censored. And so when I re-uploaded, I, I censored it more because even then when I said, why would I post, you know, right. 
and people still commented oh my gosh they give you that with your drink and so i i delete anything that had to do with anything that had to insinuate that had to do with drugs because <laughs> so i was like you are not taking this down nope not today it's such a great post thanks for sharing <laughs> that that's awesome <laughs> Okay, we're back with uh, 10 questions with uh, Tals. We're gonna go through kind of rapid fire style, but I reserve the right to just go into a discussion uh, if I find something, uh, you know, I, a second question I wanna ask. So let's go with the first question. Tals, I saw on your direct me that you're now offering personal video messages for a fee, which I think is a great idea. I know several people that would love a personal message from you. Have there been any interesting ones you've done so far? I actually have not done any yet. I didn't push that. So direct me, contact me being like, hi, we'd love to have you like feature our um, software instead of another, you know, competitor. And so when I was looking through the options, it said, oh, include a personalized video message. And I was like, okay. So I just said, yes. Like I haven't told anyone, oh, hey guys, go buy a video message from me. But if that ever happens, cause I've actually bought a few from people. I got one from like my favorite reality TV stars um, for my graduation. I cried. So if anyone wow. wants me <laughs> to give you a nice little video, <laughs> let me know. Okay. All right. You want to, we could do a demo one right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Time? Give me, give me a prompt and I'll, I'll say, okay. I'll make some Okay, let's say girl wants to break up with a guy that they've been together for two months and the guy's a big fan of yours. A big reason why is because he eats too fast during dinner and she's, <laughs> she, she, still eat, she feels like she's eating alone uh, despite everything. He won't change and so she's breaking up with him. Phil, this so, sounds a little personal. It's a little personal. So, <laughs> okay. I've had to slow down before. So okay. just say, uh, say the guy's name is uh, Phil or... <laughs> And uh, you want to do a note, a video? Okay, let's see. Let's see. Hey, Phil, it's your girl, Tall. You know, say less. Um, I got some bad news for you. Your girl, she doesn't like that you eat too much, and it's a bit too fast. And you might be a little fast in other ways as well. Anyways, she's saying she's not happy with how fast you've been in this relationship. And I heard that you asked to meet the mom on the first date and everything. So she's going to cut it off right there. I hope you do well. If you want some comfort food, it's okay. I need people to help me eat in my videos. So just let me know. We'll set it up. Um, have a great day, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Boom. There's the commercial. <laughs> that was good. I love it. Fast in other ways. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Second question. Where's the funniest place you've been recognized? Oh, Oh, okay. I think there's been a couple actually. I remember one time I was getting Dutch bros and all of a sudden I hear, holy. And I'm like, what? And I turn around. She's like, you're the foodie girl. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Now I have like three broistas in my face. They're like, oh my gosh, do you come here often? They're like, oh, we just saw your video. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, it was so crazy. Um, okay. I remember this happened just rather recently because of COVID, I wasn't able to have an in-person commencement ceremony, but now I am and just actually this next week. And so UNLV was having this, um, you know, graduation celebration. And I was able to pick up a goodie bag. And so they're like, what's your name? And I was like, hi, my name is Talia. I'm here to pick up. And she's like, oh, I know who you are. <laughs> she's like, you're famous. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. And then people were like, what? And they're like looking at me like, oh, my gosh, you're on TikTok. And I'm like, yes, I love it. <laughs> it's just it's just really random times. Like I could be buying something and they're like, you look really familiar. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. 
or I was at like a, a birthday for someone I didn't even know. And the sister of the birthday person walked up to me and they're like, I'm so sorry, but are you talls? <laughs> okay. Sorry. The one more, one more. Okay. okay. I was All asking right. a question at my apartment complex, like um, front desk. And he's like, are you talls? The voice. Yes. Right? I was like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, nice to meet you. That's awesome. I Crazy love it. Things. What do your parents think of all this? Yes. Yes. They are very aware. I have been blessed with some of the most supportive parents I could ever get. Whatever I wanted to do, they were always behind me 100%. When I was like a freshman in high school, I wanted to start a cheer boat business. They helped me with that. I wanted to have a cupcake business. They took me to the store and get my supplies. So I wanted to do mixed martial arts and cheer at the same time. They drove me to both the practices. Like it was just like, they've always been so all in with everything that I do. And so TikTok was no different. I remember when I first started posting and I was like, mom, I got 45 likes on my video. She was like, oh, that's so awesome. Like both of my parents are both in marketing. And so they just thought it was awesome that I was putting my energy into something because during when I first downloaded TikTok, I was not going through like a good time at all because I went through like a really bad breakup. And so the fact I was like putting my time into something besides being sad, they were just like, yes, let's get her into something else. <laughs> and so um, when I actually started getting a video, my first ever video that started getting um, traction, I was just chilling on my couch and I looked at my phone and said, oh, your video has been liked like 76 times. And I was like, what? Like, that's the most amount of likes I ever got on a video. And I looked at it and it kept going. And I was like, mom, I have 120 likes on my video. And she's like, nice. Like every single day, she'd be like, so what's the video like views today? And so I'm like, mom, I hit 10,000 views. And then that video ended up getting to like 600,000 views. And she's like, are you serious? And so they realized like, I really started to get into it. And so I started, um, the reason that first video took off is because I went to the Asian market and bought snacks. So I was like, mom, can we go to the Asian market? Mom, can we go to Trader Joe's? Like, I need to keep going with this stuff. Like people like it. And so she would go, I would pick out whatever I want and she would pay for it. Like if I went out to restaurants and to have dinner with my parents, they would let me film it first, even if it took like 10 minutes to get those shots. Cause my dad is in TV production. So he knows how to get the angles and everything like that. I just have amazing parents. And to this day, like I just got off a phone call with them, even though I was wishing my mom a happy Mother's Day. She was like, so how about we get into this and that and like giving me advice and everything. So oh, they're wow. huge supporters. Yeah, like they they are like, okay, well, I know someone that you can get in contact with or like, what are you doing now? How are you like, like how are you handling that? And my parents are seriously like amazing. That's awesome. And marketing is clearly in the genes. So <laughs> that's awesome. Favorite cafe in Las Vegas? Ooh, uh, Gabby Cafe. Yeah, Gabby Cafe. Yeah, space is amazing. Or what's your <laughs> go-to uh, order or what do you like? Um, okay, so I've only been to Gabby Cafe one time. And it was in like 2018, 2019. But it has still like been imprinted on me ever since. And I remember I got like, it was like a, a sponge roll cake and like a latte. And it was so good. I absolutely loved the interior. And I haven't made a video about them for a reason is because I kind of have like a list of places that I won't post about. And right. Gabby Cafe is on there. And so like, I'll tell people in person, like, oh, I love Gabby Cafe, but I haven't made a video because I remember I saw a video about Gabby Cafe on TikTok and people like all the comments were like, why would you give out this secret spot? Like this was supposed to be just for locals. Now there's tourists in here. And I was right. like, ooh, I do not want that 
I'd rather I'd rather keep some things secret unless the company reaches out to me to make a video for them. Then I will do it. Any other spots on your list that you care to share? I'm curious. Brutee bar, actually. Yes. Yeah. The line is out the door as it is. Yeah. So they're so busy. Like they don't need another video to, <laughs> to make them even busier. But if they want to, hit me up. Um, another one is in the Miracle Mile shops and it's called, I think it's called um, Ocean One Grill. Yeah, because they have three for 10 cocktails and that's the only place besides flights that I know. It's not as busy, the food is decent and like the prices are not bad at all. So I can go there, get sufficiently uh, inebriated and right. <laughs> walk around the strip with my cocktails to go because you can take them to go on the strip. That's right, I totally forgot about Ocean One. Yeah, there are some awesome deals there. Um, do you have a dream TikTok collab of anyone that you want to work with? I have two. One of them is Brennan. I absolutely love his stuff. I've been watching his videos for a long time. And when he started getting into food, I was like, even I was sold. I was like, yes. Um, and then another one, his name is Newt. So that's short for like Newton Newen. And he's from San Jose, but he moved to LA recently. And I first started seeing his videos on Twitter. He was making, um, he's, he does cooking videos with voiceovers as well, which is a reason why I did voiceovers because he, ref he showed himself, um, he showed the amazing food that he made. And so when I started doing my voiceovers, I was like, well, Newt like can showcase his personality. I probably can showcase mine and I'm not directly copying him because he's cooking. I'm showing restaurants. And so I would love to collab with him. He's like roughly the same age as me also, I believe. And like, I don't know. I feel like our personalities would do really well in a video. Very cool. I want to check out that account. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully you get to meet Brennan. We can, uh, hopefully we can set this up. Fingers hopefully. crossed. How did your catchphrase say less come about? Okay. I, okay. There is this video I saw on Twitter of this little boy saying, oh, say less. And so I kind of started saying it because it was funny to me, but yeah. I remember I was dating this guy at the time and we were just talking about the video and we kept saying it over and over again. Cause we just kept laughing. And then I was like, I should put that in one of my videos. I'm like, Ooh, bomb Korean food say less. And then it just, it became a thing. People liked it and I liked saying it. So it was already part of my my lingo and so just putting it in my video is just like a done deal what restaurant would you love to visit that you haven't been to yet in vegas <sighs> that's so hard probably like um the eiffel tower restaurant or blackout dining in the dark i would love to see a TikTok on that how would you do that <laughs> I don't, that's the thing i don't know i'd figure it out i don't know i would definitely show like the waiters with like their goggles and like right. the beginning and stuff like it's just such a cool concept but i'm up for the challenge <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know uh blackout dining you're actually sitting dining in the pitch black dark while you're having like a multi-course dinner it's really cool in vegas and uh, i'm sure they would love to have you um, i gotta contact somebody <laughs> yeah TikTok comments can be fucking brutal. Uh, what's the best advice to someone on how to brush it off? I had a video um, that blew up, but it attracted a lot of hate comments. And it was about this Costco taco kit. People were just saying these terrible things. And in the, like, it, comments still hurt, but I have to tell myself they commented and they gave me an engagement, which means I have more time on the For You page, which means I get more likes and more brands will see me. Like they're not gonna see the hate comments. They're gonna like 
be like, wow, this got a lot of attention. Let's check out her page. And so whenever I see a bad comment, I'm just like, thanks for the engagement. I'm on a for you page longer. Bye. <laughs> yeah. A comment is a comment and that, that always helps the post. So that's mm -hmm. a great way to look at it. How much did lockdown and the pandemic contribute to your success? Do you think all this would have happened in 2020 if it were a normal year? No, not at all, honestly. Um, because like one, I did, like I said, I went through that bad breakup that led me to download TikTok and I had nothing else to do in quarantine. Those TikTok dances were stuck in my head. The, all I could do was the trends. Like I was just sitting in bed, like either I was crying or I was on TikTok. So <laughs> I was like, let's not cry and let's distract ourselves. And so I'm like looking at these trends and I have nothing else to do. And I say to myself, I could do that. So I started doing the dances and stuff. If you go to the very bottom of my page, there's dancing videos of me. Like I haven't taken them down because like, I don't know. Why not? Like, I don't know. I have a second account now where I would post that stuff, but I haven't, I don't, I'm trying to be more active on there as well. But yeah, I think if quarantine wasn't a thing, I would not have the following I have on TikTok. You know, I recently scrolled to the, the first few posts to see that. And I love the evolution. I love the evolution of your work. And I think it's cool that you left it up. I think, I think that's another reason why I left it up. Like people can see how much my style has changed. Like sometimes I would go to the bottom and just like see the difference when I first started doing voiceovers compared to now. And when I first started doing voiceovers, I'm like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> and then me in three months will look at my videos now and be like, ew. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's a constant progression. And yeah, I love that you, you're always pushing the envelope. So that's really cool. <laughs> Who's your favorite musician of all time? Givian. So he actually sang that viral TikTok song, Heartbreak Anniversary. Okay. With yep. that guy that's like dancing like that. I learned that entire dance. His his voice sounds like it's made of butter. I love it. And the thing is, I've actually never been super into musical artists until TikTok because they're, they've been exposing me to all these different types of music. And now I'm just like, I feel cultured a little bit. That is an amazing thing as well. I mean, that's really the main part, a uh, main thing for music marketing, I feel like these days is, is TikTok. And, and I was thinking more artists should just make one minute songs instead of five minute songs and just I know, do right? that. Yeah. I know. So I, I've met a couple people that have made their careers from music on TikTok. It's crazy. I actually had a bet with someone that I wasn't going to know who you were going to say was your favorite musician. <laughs> I, do I, you? Didn't know that one. I didn't know that. <gasps> yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know the song. I didn't know the artist. <laughs> but yeah this wraps up the podcast uh Tals, is there anything that you'd like to say or plug honestly subscribe to my youtube i will have videos out real soon i'm getting my stuff together so go check it out can't wait can't <laughs> wait thanks for being on it was super fun and uh i mean wish you all the success and i can't wait to see where where all this takes you thank you phil <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast. For more information about me and where I've been dining recently, check out my Instagram and TikTok at Las Vegas Phil, or feel free to drop me an email at lasvegasphil at gmail. Stay tuned as a new episode of my show debuts each week on the Eat, Drink, and Dine podcast network every Wednesday at noon. My guest next week will be at Vegas Issues, and you're going to definitely want to listen to that if you've ever lived in Vegas for any amount of time. See you soon.